Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go, here we go. This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and we are your host, Nathan McFly, with... It's still your nigga, Wucho, man, and it's still, shout out to Denise and the Dominique. Hey! As you can see, I got the boy Woodrow over the phone right now. He's um he's out on an on, on an excursion. <laughs> Word, God forbid, nigga. This week has been pretty hectic, you know, like towards the last half of this week. Um, you know, one of our one of our boys, very close friend of ours, you know, we got a strong, tight knit group of guys, you know, we call each, we call ourselves the Wolf Pack. Um, you know, his dad had passed away, so it was like, you know, had to go come for the fam, be there for the fam in this uh trying, you know trying yeah, schedule of their life, you know. Word, R.I.P. No, R.I.P. Bernardo, Bernardo Escobar. R.I.P., baby. R.I.P., man. I mean, definitely a good guy. Yeah. Exactly. There was a lot. There was a lot going on, man. There was a lot going on this week. We couldn't give you an episode yesterday, but we know that NXT is on tonight, so we try to give you a little something today. Put it out there today for everybody's uh, listening pleasure. Uh, just let, you know, just letting you guys know, yo, real life hits you. When real life hits you, you know, you gotta put certain things aside and you know delay a couple of things. But you know, we right back at it. This is the Twenty by Twenty podcast. R.I.P. To the ones we lost Close and deep to us And also Congratulations to our boy Jay And um Athletic Athletic Transcendent Labs You know He had his baby shower And Yo man We were celebrating life All week If you think about it You know True indeed man True indeed And uh Also while we here man I wanna I wanna Give a shout out to my cousin, man. It's Sam Mook. Oh, it's Sam Mook. Just found, just found out that his dad had a heart attack. Oof. Um, so we want to send prayers over to him as well. Definitely, you know definitely. Nothing but prayers a, and good vibes. It's a lot of, it's a lot of real life going on. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like just a lot of different things going on at once. So just, it's good to just be able to just sit here. You know what I'm saying? And just kicking about sports and music and just, you know what I'm saying? Chopping up with you. Word, you know word. what I'm saying? Laughing up a bit, you know what I'm saying? Before we dip right back into our lives and everything that we got going on. So, 
grateful for this, man. Even from poor St. Lucie, Florida, man. Shout out to the Mets. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I went out there and checked out the facility and shit. How'd it look? Uh, they, they, they're actually doing construction, so I'm hearing like... So, you know, the locals are telling me that uh, the stadium <laughs> has gone under a lot of modifications over the years. And the work that they're doing to it now, they're taking it like to the next level. So, apparently, like by next year, um, that shit is going to look like a baby city field. Wow, really? Wow. Yeah, like they doing some shit over there. So, I mean, the stadium itself right now looks it looks nice, it looks modern. Um, you know, it's small. It's just a, it's just really a field. Not you know, not that much, uh, not that much audience can be in there. All right. But but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's dope. But the day that I leave, the next day is when they start having their first game. Ah man, that sucks. It, yeah, so I'm not going to be able to catch a game, but it's pretty dope, so shout out to the Mets. Yo, you know what's crazy, though? Um, Yeah, talking about the fucking Mets, like, before we get off this subject and get into what we're really going to talk about, um, yo, shout out to A-Rod trying to buy the Mets right now, G. Getting a couple of niggas oh, together man. and trying to buy the Mets, yeah, man. Oh, shit, that'll be amazing. I mean, hey, fuck it, why not, right? I mean, yo, you got that J-Lo money? Latin ownership. Money? Yo, but yeah, because, yo, don't get it twisted. A-Rod, A-Rod worth like half a billy, bro. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> he did very well. And, it, you know, and, wi- and, wifey, and wifey right up there, bro. They matching each other's fly, man. Oh, for sure. J-Lo, J-Lo got bread. <laughs> Word she, up. She definitely got some bank. And she got that back seat. Sponsors everywhere, all states. But um, yeah, man, let's get right into it. So, like, we know NXT is tonight. We're recording this on Sunday, so that's why I'm saying tonight. But there's a lot of other things going on in the realm of professional wrestling. So I'm hearing. Through all, you know, through social media, through news outlets and everything like that. Not even just pro wrestling news outlets, but just news outlets in itself. That Amazon is trying to buy the rights to a pay-per-view. Whoa. Yeah, man. Uh, you, What's the owner of Amazon again? What's his name? Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Something like that, right? Yeah, Jeff Bezos. All right, him. So, supposedly... Um, the pay-per-view being in the works for something like that is WrestleMania. So buying, I guess, or getting some of the rights towards one of those pay-per-view events, there's probably going to be off the network after that. And the only way you can watch it is through, let's say, Amazon Prime, if this deal goes through. So I, you know, I did a little digging and, you know, digging around the crates and all that. And I seen something from CNBC, Laurel Martin that this is just going to be the stepping stones into Amazon buying WWE in a whole, like buying the whole business of WWE. So my thing is, where does that leave the network? Is the network even going to be like, you know, a thing to own? Do you want to give these niggas $10 a month? If you can't, if you can't watch pay-per-views, like what? Now you only got the fucking library. I mean, the library is cool. Don't get me wrong, man. 
The library's fire. You get to go back into the archives and look at a whole bunch of different shit. But sometimes, you know, you don't make it. You don't make it home that night, that Sunday night. And you miss the pay-per-view. And then you, all you got to do is go to the network and see it. $10 a month. Now, niggas is going to have to start paying that 50 to $60 monthly to watch these pay-per-view events. What you think, G? I mean... I can't even imagine Vince giving up 100% ownership of that company. Like, it just wouldn't even be the same. You know, it would just be so weird, I guess. But, I mean, at the end of the day, man, if they can sell it and, and get a good, you know, some good money back, then why wouldn't you? I mean, obviously, Amazon has... So the money situation isn't the issue. You know what I'm saying? If they really wanted to buy it, I'm pretty sure they could buy it. I'm pretty sure there's a number. No, definitely. Definitely, definitely. You know, shout out to the million dollar man. Shout out to the million dollar man. Everybody's got a price, bro. Yeah. You see Sweet Sapphire had a price. You feel me? Let's not forget about that. Let's not forget about the black queen. Word. <laughs> R.I.P. Queen. I'm searching for my sweet sapphire. I think it's over a million people that are subscribed to the network. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm interested to see how this plays out. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it plays out because, you know what? Um, with streaming services, you know, like uh, Fight, uh, the Fight Network and all that stuff, you know, AEW puts their pay-per-view events on actual pay-per-view. Pay-per-view, you got to pay for it. And these events are like about $30, $35, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And they do buy rates of about a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand. I think the last one they did was about ninety, like in the high nineties. So WWE, I think, is seeing that and like, yo, dude, when we put these joints out on pay per view before the, before the network, like, you know, if it was like a really good pay per view event, we were getting, you know, three hundred, four hundred thousand people buying this shit. You know, like, damn, that times fifty. You know, let's do it. But I just feel like they don't. Don't you think they make more money off the network itself? Like, if you got over a million people paying you ten dollars a month. I mean, yeah, but do you think they'll be able to charge for pay per views, like, like for Elimination Chamber or fucking TLC? And yo, th those are the joints that were like thirty-five, forty dollars. WrestleMania got up to I think as much as like sixty dollars. So, you know, people were, yeah, people were paying $30, $35 to go watch Elimination Chamber. You know what I'm saying? And I just think right now, not that it matters. I, I'm pretty sure to them it doesn't matter. But, like, you know, how the internet 
basically sees WWE right now. And all like, you know, the backlash they get. Yes, they get a lot of positive energy from the fans, but they also get a lot of negative energy. And I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, if this happens, you know, the fans have the last word. All right, cool. You end your subscription, right? What if the the, the subscription number gets so low, they're just going to have to, like, scratch the network? Then what? And then people don't buy it. What's going to happen with all these viewing parties then? Like, are people actually going to do the viewing parties? Because now that that's a whole different story right there. If you have to pay that sixty, if you got to pay that sixty cash for that for that event, if you hold it in a certain spot, it goes by the the capacity of that spot. So whatever the capacity is of that spot is times that number, and that's how much you have to pay to rent out the spot for that. You know what I'm saying? Like if if a bar shows a fight, it's usually like three four thousand dollars instead of them paying just seventy dollars just for the fight. You know, there's a lot of a lot of different different moves now. Like, yo, all right, so is it profitable to do this inside of a bar? Is have wrestling in a bar? Nah, yeah, I, and I and that's the triple count effect of all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody will, everybody will feel it. Like how how many podcasts are gonna be out after that, bro? <laughs> For real, niggas start watching New Japan and shit. Yo, word up, be like it's it's just it's just so much because like ain't nobody gonna go to a spot to watch a WWE pay per view event and be like, oh yeah, I got this crack stream service. Yo, we good? Don't worry about it. And that shit freeze. <laughs> you know what I'm now, saying? <laughs> let me ask you a question. Talk to is me. Is the the WrestleMania is that a part of the network? Is WrestleMania part of the network? Yeah. So, damn, because you can sign up, you can get a free month of, of WWE. Yeah, your you first know, month. You can change your email. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, you gotta do is change your fucking email every single time. You can change it 12 times in a year. Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> but, you know, they... So, so, it's like, they're not getting a penny out of that person. Like, how are they making money off that? Off, they can't count every single subscription as a as a paid subscription. I'm interested to know how many paid subscriptions WWE averages a month. Well, something we're going to have to try to find it out. Seems, it seems like WWE's bread and butter is promotions. You know what I'm saying? Like, advertisement. So... It's no, no, I, I think it is. Yeah, that's why they have so many fucking commercials. It's almost, yeah, it's almost like a lot of other shit doesn't even really matter. Like, they're still going to, like, Yo, you know, keep the network up. They're still going to keep that going. But, all right, so I I, I searched what you, what you were asking for, right? Uh, It's just I can't get... The most recent article I could find is July 25th, 2019. And at that point, at that point, they had 1.69 million paid subscribers. Dude, at one point, they had 2 million paid subscribers two years ago. That's pretty good. You know what it is? Because they offer you that free month, but... 
I think they still take ten dollars out of you, bro. No, they don't. They don't. All right, you just you you just heard it from somebody else, right? You don't really know that. You just heard it from somebody else. Yeah, not, <laughs> not me. I'm a I'm a I'm a value customer. I'm talking about other people. <laughs> so right now, uh, yeah, it's about that that around that number that I just told you. Because right here it says uh, the first quarter of 2019, it was 1.5. With the last quarter being 1.8. So, they, they're all, you know, they're right under 2 million subscribers. Paid subscribers. So, so let's, say, let's say you're Vince and you have 1.5 million subscribers, uh, paid subscribers. Yes. Your pay per view or uh, WrestleMania comes out. You get four million views on that. Do you see that as a loss? Because basically, four million people saw it, but only one point five million people paid to see it. But if you if you do the numbers, let's say one point five million people, right, at ten dollars, that's like what? That's about what fifteen million? Yeah. It's about 15, 15 million dollars straight off the network. And I mean it's still it's still available on pay-per-view for cable if you want to buy it through there. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we already know people are not doing that. Now my thing is, can you make that 15 million by not having the network? Like, can you do it just just by having pay-per-view. Like if, let's say, they're just off the off the rip, 200,000 people buy WrestleMania, right? On on actual pay-per-view, and it's 60, 60, um, $60 a pop, right? That right there is $12 million. Off of 200,000 buys, that's $12 million. But... This fifteen million is coming in consistently every month. You're not making twelve. It's impossible they're going to be making twelve million at least every month on their pay per views, unless they just put in out fire all the time. And you know, come on, man, shit is not shit. Nothing, even like you know, with musicians, nothing is consistently fire. So I feel like they should keep the network. I feel like the network is is a lot more is a lot more profitable for them. I don't know. This this is me just talking. This is us just talking. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't we don't got all the numbers. We ain't got the books in our hand, you know what I'm saying? What do you think? Nah, yeah, you're right. We don't we ain't got all the details either. So um we just again you just gotta see how all this shit plays out. Yeah, we got to see how it plays out. I mean, this is like something to really like keep an eye on, though. And what's crazy about it is that WWE has people keeping an eye on other things besides the product. Like, people are like, oh, my God, like, people want to buy WWE. Uh, WWE is worth over a billion dollars. Um, you know, like, even news about top executives being fired, being let go was like a big thing. Like people see like these two people who are essentially 
were the two people that if anything happened to Vince McMahon, they would have ownership of WWE. And they were let go. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy like that pro wrestling is really looked at as these are uh, the top four main sports, you know, like baseball, baseball, football, basketball, and uh, and hockey. Like, you know, when top executives leave, they're like, oh, so what's going to happen to the team? What's going to happen? You know, like you're looking at it like that now. You know, and then we're getting into the XFL. I mean, the XFL, not for nothing, has been very entertaining. What do you think? I mean, I haven't, you know, I saw some highlights. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm just getting over football. I'm getting into basketball. This is my basketball time. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, I don't know how much, you know, um, attention I'm going to pay the XFL this year. Um, you know, let's see how it goes, you know, how the season progresses and shit. You know, there, there might be some cool shit going on that'll, you know, make me look. But uh, right now, I'm uh, watching basketball. And, uh, and yeah, I'm saying so. I mean, shout out to the XFL again for uh, putting up the Vegas lines and the over and under. Yo, years, you know, like during the game. That's fire, dude. Dope. I think that shit is uh, so dope. You know, I can definitely see the NFL probably going into that direction if, you know, the XFL is able to get the source. Yo, because... And not make it look sleazy. Nah, they didn't make it look sleazy at all because at the end of the day, it's it's betting. Like, everybody bets on sports. Why not have that there for the betters? Like, this right here, this is some shit like for a nigga like me who loves to do FanDuel and I'm looking at shit like that. I'm like, all right, cool. Now I know the players. Now I know the teams and who's bet... Like, who to pick for my lineups. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dude, they have drafts. They have fantasy drafts for the XFL now, bro. That's fine. You know, that that's dope, B. That's dope. And then these guys are averaging a little over 3 million viewers for their games. There were certain games last week that had like 5.4 million views. 5.4 million people viewing a game. I mean, that's for a startup company, for a startup transitional company like that in sports I, that's pretty good yeah seriously and it's it's actually it's it's pretty cool to get you know another form of football and shit right like, there's a lot of potential in that because you know america loves football yeah america loves football and this also gives like those guys that didn't get a chance in the nfl gives them a chance to show what they can do and maybe get into the nfl i mean it happened last time when they did this xfl shit almost 20 years ago Couple of, it couple seems of, different now, though. No, it seems different now because... It seems way realer. Yeah, because what they did was they had quarterbacks and they spread them out. They didn't do a draft like they did last time. So they basically put the players on the teams and made it to where it's going to be competitive. They didn't put all good players on one team and did a, and then put the scrubs on another team. Like They made it so it could be competitive. And a lot of they shit like this one this one rule they got where like you know at kickoff you have to wait until the ball is in the runner's hands in order to run towards him, which I think is fucking genius and and the NFL should actually put into their shit because think about it, bro. They probably you know lower the risk of fucking having a concussion because you're running into the motherfucker full steam and this nigga don't even see you coming and shit, you know. Hold on, wait. So what's the rule? All right, so. 
In the NFL, you know, like when the guy kicks it off, you could run. Ball's in there, you could run towards the guy that's going to catch it. In the XFL, you have to wait for your opponent to catch the ball in order to run towards him. You know, they're doing they're doing some... Yo, I'm telling you, the XFL is going to do a lot of new shit where uh, the NFL is going to take it. I mean, they took... Look, all the camera angles that the NFL does now with the camera rotating on the field and being on the line and all that shit, that came from the XFL. XFL did that 20 years ago, and then the NFL took it when XFL went down. Because it gave you a more live experience being on the line with the fucking players. Um, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Crazy. Yeah, bro. The XFL birthed a lot of shit. Birthed a lot of that's shit. Yo, shot. Bro, his, he's a very, very creative dude, bro. And he sets himself up with other creative people. And he makes it work, bro. He makes it work. Come on, man. Who who goes at <laughs> who goes out and makes his own football organization twice? Just to see if he could do it again. Nobody. Nobody at all, my man. Nobody. But yeah, man, I mean, uh, there's a lot of good things and a lot of business. A lot of business to be talked of. And another thing, yo, my guy, so what do you think about SmackDown on Fridays? What's your general, like, thought about that? Honestly, I haven't watched a SmackDown on Friday probably since, like, the second one, to be honest with you. You know, Fridays is a day where you're not doing the normal shit you normally do. You're not, like, going back home to watch TV and prepare for the next day, like... You know, you do out and about, something's going on, something's happening. So, I haven't really been home to watch SmackDown on Fridays. Okay. Now, I present you this question. You think there's too much wrestling from, you know, like the early parts of the week, like Monday through Wednesday, that, that first half of the week. Is there too much going on that... Once Friday comes around, you're not really trying to watch wrestling. You're just trying to, like, enjoy yourself, go out and, you know, date night with wifey or, you know, meet up with the boys and shit and, you know, do other shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what do you think? Like, do you think it's becoming too much? Yeah, I mean, mean, think about it. Like, you got to watch Raw. You gotta watch Dynamite. You gotta watch NXT. I mean, that's three shows right there. That's three shows within the first three days of the week. That's seven hours of wrestling that you have to watch in the first three days of the week, exactly. Plus, I'm sure you're gonna check to see what's happening in the independent or whatever. That's like another, like let's say, like ten hours altogether. Like that's a lot of time to invest. In just the first, like, three, four days of wrestling. And then once you add on SmackDown, God forbid they have a paper for you. <laughs> and then you're back again to it on Monday. You're like, gone, yo. Yeah, wifey, wifey at the doorway with the bone, with the rolling pin. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to clock you over the head because watching wrestling <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like 
you know, on your own schedule. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't got to sit there on a Monday and watch it. Like, I don't ever really have to watch SmackDown on Fridays. I can watch it Saturday morning or Sunday morning when I normally watch it. So... Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's also different, you know what I'm saying? Because I know people pre- bring up the argument of, you know, when S- Saturday Night Main Event, they used to have it. But it's like, yo, there wasn't that much wrestling on TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, there wasn't that much wrestling that had primetime television. We didn't have the internet. So it's like, you're, you're home Saturday night? Yeah, you're going to tune in. Yeah, that's why there was fucking seven, eight, seven to eight million people tuning in for that shit. Because it was, it was done at... After the news, eleven o'clock on on NBC. What nigga wrestling at eleven from eleven to twelve and it's all fucking fire shit like that. That's the difference. Like right now, bro, Friday night, Friday night for a lot of people is date night, bro. If you're in a relationship, that's date night. You're not gonna have niggas staying home, watching SmackDown. I mean. If you have a if you have open Friday, yeah, you're gonna tune in. Of course, you're gonna tune in. But most most of the time, you're gonna fucking DVR that shit and watch it in the morning. Watching in the morning, sipping some coffee and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like it's it's becoming a little too much. With you know, with like you said, um, AEW having Wednesdays on TNT, WWE having Wednesdays on USA Network with NXT, and them having Monday. I feel like it's a little much. And everybody just kind of like puts SmackDown to like the back burner. Like they don't even try to watch it live. And I really think that's hurting their relationship with Fox. Because Fox is looking for that show that everybody was calling the A show when Raw was supposed to be the A show. They were looking for that when they when they bought it, when they gave Vince all that money. But putting it on a Friday? Come on, man. All you're going to have is these... Is these kids watching? And some of them are probably not going to stay up for that shit. That's another thing. Like, you got it. You have... If you're going to have it prime time on a Friday, it has to be basically, like, I guess, zeroed in on the adult, you know, the the, uh, the adult age group. You know what I'm saying? Anything from 18 and above. I feel like if they zeroed in on them a little more, maybe they'll have more more people wanting to be home at 8 o'clock and from 8 to 10 wanting to watch that, you know? And I see them trying to spice it up a little bit, especially with uh, Otis and uh, Mandy. Oh, man, shout-out to Otis, bro. He got his heart broken. Got yeah, his heart broken. Shout-out to Ziggler, man. Yo, Ziggler. Man, he can't get a. They always they always shitting on Ziggler, man, saying he doesn't get a good run. But nigga, he looking like Zach Morris right now, bro. Yeah, he has some eats, so. <laughs> Where Ziggler, Zach Morris, and Otis is fucking screech, bro. Yeah. When, <laughs> when Zach Morris took fucking Lisa, remember? Yeah. That's, a <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. Otis is gonna go on to do nasty porn. Yo, just like, yo, my God. Being on Hollywood Boulevard, not knowing what to do with his life. I mean, I was, I kept seeing some crazy shit that they were going to fucking um, have them get married and do that whole shit. Like, I'm kind of glad they didn't go in that direction. I mean, there's still a chance it'll happen, but I don't know. That, that shit would be whack to me. Yeah, that shit would be fucking beyond whack. But you know, like it, it worked for Lu- uh, it worked for Lana and uh, uh, last week. 
Oh my god, man, poor Rusev. He got to go through that shit. He's like, "Are you done kissing him?" Yeah, all right, let's go home. Fucking it's oh, insane. That's his wife still like they still together? Yeah, nigga. Oh shit, I thought they were like Nah, bro. We're married. Nah. We're married. Nah, brother. It's how you say nasty. Yeah, it's pretty wack. <laughs> but um also what do you think? Let me let me ask you this question. What do you think about Angel Garza? Um so I I, I like I like I like his uh his impact. Mm. I like it. I like it. I don't know much about him. Like, you know, so it's not like it wasn't like a shock to me for me to see him. Okay. Um, cause I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't know shit about her. Um, so that's, I, it wasn't like a shock when I saw him and shit because, um, I don't know him, but I like that spot. Well, hey, I like what they, I like what they're doing with him. I like, you know, I like where they're going with the storyline and, and, you know, the way they're introducing him and shit. All right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this because Vince, they, they always said that Vince has been trying to find his next Rey Mysterio. Like he's been trying to find his next Latin star. And the only one that's been close was Andrade. Because Andrade, yo, without him having that proper English or just knowing knowing the language, his charisma speaks through everything. Like in the ring, through promos, through everything. But Garza has that charisma, and he speaks well on the mic. Like he just sounds like a star, and he, he puts this smile like Eddie used to put, bro. Like this smile where you just want to smack the shit out of him, bro. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, damn. You know what they could have did right now? Because he had a match on NXT with Leo Rush for to be the number one contender. For the NXT Cruiserweight title that's being held by Finn Balor Jr. out there in the UK. Jordan Devlin. And it's just, it, it's crazy. Like, I, I was thinking to myself, I thought to myself, I'm like, oh, wow. It would have been dope if Angel Garza would have won that match because he lost to Leo Rush. Because then you could really build a faction strong within them. You could have Zelina Vega have not only the US champ, but the Cruiserweight champ all together. You have like that Latino faction because everywhere you go on social media, you see everybody doing mock, mock ship photos of uh, of a new LWO with Rey Mysterio, Garza, Humberto, Humberto Carrillo, uh, Andrade, Zelina right there with them and everything. Yo, that shit would be dope, bro. They could just go through and imagine she has a faction with two niggas holding belts. And these guys could really do it? Oh, forget about it, bro. I feel like they kind of missed the ball on it. I don't know if they see it or they're working their way towards that. But I think that would be a nice, nice fit for her to lead a faction of champions. Yeah, that's pretty fire. Right? Yeah, WWE, you heard that? You heard, you heard. 
That's free. That's the that, that's the that's the freebie right there. You know what I'm saying? We're giving out free work right now, and then you gotta pay. Oh, you saw what I said to you, right? Shane Taylor. Shane Taylor from ROH. Um, he's known as, like, the TV champ. He doesn't have the belt now because he lost it to Dragon Lee, if I'm not mistaken. But they went out and did, uh, did the nation, bro. Put their fist in there. It was him and these two other guys. I couldn't see who they were in the picture. But, uh, yeah, man. Went out there. Shouted out the nation. But it's the way he, he's maneuvering. Like, he's calling himself the Shane Taylor promotion. Hold on, wait. He shouted out the nation? No, nah, just what I mean, shouted out the nation. Like, you know, the way he the way he put their fist in the air. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was I about to say? <laughs> Can't shout out the nation without shouting out us. Seriously, bro. Like, what the fuck? Like, hey, I'm... Word, my nigga. Yo, I, I think we're the only ones that ever shot out the nation, though. Well, I've been shouting out the nation since episode two. <laughs> Word. We are. This is episode ninety-two, right? Oof. You ain't, you ain't lie, brother. You ain't lie. So ninety episodes later, and it's still shot out the nation, the domination. Always and forever. That's a big fact. Always. <laughs> I said always and forever. Yo, but it, it's crazy because like this, this is what you know wrestling needs. They need like a, a edgy, a edgy. I hate to say it, edgy African American, bro. <laughs> like yo, you go through his, you go through his Twitter account right now. Like he's putting up like. Like, real, like, you know, representation matters. You know, fight for yourself. You know, be black and love it. And all this other shit, man. Like, some fly shit, bro. Mm. Some real fly shit. And he's like, there's one of his tweets that I seen that he uh, he tweeted out. What was it, like, about a day or two ago? He's like, this, you know, hashtag Black History Month 2020. I want to highlight this top, top eight right here. Ron Simmons, Bob Sapp. For people that don't know who Bob Sapp is, he was like a super heavyweight in the MMA division, right? And he was that big ball, that big ball-headed strong dude that was in the, that that movie with Adam Sandler, The Replacements. Oh yeah. Right. So him, he was the first black uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling champion. He hold he held the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, so oh, shit. yeah, for niggas that don't know. Yeah, I never knew that actually. That's pretty dope. I yeah. love that movie. <laughs> He's the one that acts like a baby and shit. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> so then he has Booker T. He has uh, R Truth, The Rock, uh, Bobby Lashley, Kofi Kingston, and Jay Lethal. He's like eight men who forever changed this profession and immortalized themselves in the history books. He's thank you. Like he's on his black power shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but you know what? He doesn't. 
he doesn't just hold it at that. Like, you know, he also gives he also gives respect and love to anybody who's about it. You know what I'm saying? Who's about professional wrestling and treats themselves as a brand and bigs themselves up, which is awesome. I'm telling you, bro, this this dude Shane Taylor, my nigga, he's another dude who makes me makes me feel good being being as big as I am and be, being as big as we are, bro. Like this motherfucker flying through the air, you know, he be doing some fly shit, man. He be doing some fly shit. He's like a young TP. My nigga. Him and Keith Lee used to be a tag team. No way. Oh, shit. Yeah, in the indies, they used to be a tag team, man. Oh, man. Pretty dope shit. Pretty dope shit. But, yeah, shout out to Shane Taylor. Shout out to the to the Nation of Domination. Lead by example. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to them. That shit is fire, man. I can't, I can't wait to see what he's going to do in ROH with that. He... He looks like somebody that's gonna be ROH champion soon, so I'm waiting to see what that happens. I, you know, gotta take you know, maybe we get a Shane Taylor versus uh, Woodrow's favorite wrestler PCO. Seriously, maybe he'll retire from right there and then. <laughs> you love PCO. Stop lying, nigga. I need to fucking weirdo, bro. <laughs> you love you love the French Canadian uh, Frankenstein. I know you do. That's my guy, bro. I got selfies yeah. with him. That's my guy. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's your peoples. That's my people. My peoples for real. I thought it was a PCO, man. Shout out to PCO. <laughs> but um, another thing. Yo, did you did you happen to see Raw? Um, nah, bro. Like, yo, I've been on this trip and I haven't watched TV. I haven't. Haven't done, uh, haven't been in my room, man. Well, Shayna Taylor bit the back of, uh, no, Shayna Taylor, you heard me? <laughs> Shayna Baszler bit the back of, what's her name? The last kicker. I seen that, bro. Yo. What the fuck was that? So, you know, Paul Heyman, he's a big fan of Freddie Blassie, right? If you don't remember who Freddie Blassie is, he used to be like, you know, these one of these old school managers. He, he used to manage uh, Hulk Hogan when he first came in, when he was a heel. He was the dude that always came with the cane and had like those yeah. those those bling bling shirts. <laughs> of course I remember classy Freddie Blassie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when he was a wrestler, his shit was biting people and, and drawing blood. So, you know, Heyman has always been a fan of that. And he's like, yo, if we're going to get some real heat on Shayna Baszler, because everybody loves her, why not have have her, you know, bite Becky and bite her neck and draw bloods out of her mouth and all this other shit? Yo, my nigga, that shit looks so crazy in the beginning because it's been a while since something that, you know, like that crazy has happened on WWE TV. Like, it had people... Wondering, like, yo, I thought this was a PG product. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know, but I, I thought they played it well. I mean, of course, it didn't look like real blood. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was, that would be fucking phenomenal. But it didn't look like real blood. And, you know, some people actually like this. Some people are like, oh, they killed Shayna Baszler. I don't think they killed her, bro. I don't think they killed the character or anything like that. Like, 
If this shit was on fucking AEW television, niggas would have fucking popped for that shit. Which is crazy. You know, like I have no no fucking ill will towards AEW because they're they're giving us some really good programming on Wednesdays that we're gonna talk about later. But this right here, we don't have blood all the time on t- on TV. And then just to see it, I feel like it meant more. What do you think? So, I mean, I get it. Um, because I remember seeing, or I remember reading that in order, you know, for somebody to truly, like, bite through somebody's human skin, um, they would have to be, like, a psychopath. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that was, like, the whole thing behind it. They were trying to make it. Like, the bitch is just, she just snapped. Like, she's yeah. crazy. Um, so I didn't think it was, like, I didn't think it was horrible. I just was super surprised by that shit. Like, that shit just caught me off guard. <laughs> I saw the clip. I'm, like, watching the shit. I see, I see her fighting her, but then when her, she comes up, she got a mouth, like, full of blood. I was like, hey, yo, okay. Wepa, <laughs> senorita. Wepa. All right, she's. <laughs> so, somebody call a doctor. <laughs> For real, you got your point across. That bitch is sick in the head. That bitch, that queen, that queen is sick in the head. So, yeah, I didn't mind it at all, man. I know, I didn't mind it at all, and I thought it was like a little, little something different for the TV. And yo, yo, shout out, shout out to Paul Heyman, bro. Shout out to Paul Heyman. What he's doing on Raw right now. Raw's been really good the past couple of weeks. Like, the whole, having the whole heel faction being on the top of Raw with, uh, you know, Seth and his boys, you know, having badasses like Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens and uh, Viking Raiders going after these guys. Yes, you know, I know it's been leaning more towards the Messiah and his group instead of them, but they've been putting on some really fire matches lately, man. You know, and I and I shout out to Paul Heyman for giving these guys that outlet because a lot of these guys they weren't really given that you know that light, bro. And he's putting people into the light. He, he's he's using people. And I heard he's been trying to use Cedric Alexander, but Vince doesn't like him. What's up, bro? Vince, does, Vince doesn't like him. Yeah, he thinks he doesn't have it. What it what it takes to be. Uh, to be in the spotlight. Oh, wow. Well, because it's like, you're either going to be super liked or super hated, man. There really is no room for in-between right now. So it's like, if you know, every time I've seen them, they put them in these, like, cool little spots where, you know, the crowd is fucking with them. But it's like I always say, man, you need to you need to really set yourself out there. You need to have a you need to have a catchphrase. You need to have a logo. You need to have something something the fans could gravitate towards. Something the fans can connect with you with. And you know you can't just be a dope wrestler because not for nothing. I think that nigga he's a fire wrestler. Yeah, like, Cedric Alexander, he's, fire. Yeah, he's actually one of my favorite like in ring performers. Okay, even Ricochet are like up there for me right now as far as in ring performance. But but. But, yeah, that's what. <laughs> but, where the fuck, how am I going to connect with you, bro? 
Like, it can't just be because you're black. Like, I need a little more than that. Right? <laughs> I, can get, I can get behind you. You know what I'm saying? And you're, you're but you got yo, you got to give. You got to give more. You got to give more, bro. I, I need more. I need more, man. And it's either like, I'm going to appreciate that you want people to hate you and, you know, and like what Rollins is doing right now. Yeah. You know? That's why I give it to Rollins, man. Like, he's able to fucking play both sides of the fence. And give people something to hold on to. Bring a faction into the group. You know what I'm saying? Like, just start a wave or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta respect that. Like, and you know that's all him. Oh, you definitely. Know, he's got some fucking dickhead in the back, giving him a fucking angle, giving him a giving him a storyline. I'm sure he's just coming with it. And that's just the difference between being a good wrestler and being a great wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's just those little things that you do beyond the craft inside the ring. It's just it's that whole package is just so necessary. Right but you you know what? Like everybody's saying that you know, like the WWE like tag team division is looking a little weak. Yo, dude, there's a lot of people they could put together and make fire tag teams with. And the two people you just mentioned right now, imagine Ricochet and Cedric Alexander as a tag team. I think Ricochet is the next rock, but that's just like Yeah, but he has he, he has he has to get into himself. Yeah, he has to get into himself and learn how to talk, bro. He'd be looking he'd be looking a little scared when he's talking to the crowd, B. Like talking to twenty thousand people is too much. <laughs> he'd be looking wet he'd be looking wet behind the ears and shit. He'd be looking happy to be there. He'd be happy to be there asking him in the face. He's like, I'm here, I'm your resident superhero. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm going against Brock Lesnar, and I'm going to beat him. Cool, Brock, I love you. (laughs) Thank you for this opportunity, Brock, but I'm going to beat you. Can we take a selfie? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you just got to, I mean, that would be dope if they form a tag team, but just going back to the original point, like, I just need more from you, Cedric. Bring back the nation of domination, bro. (laughs) <laughs> you, could fucking, you could be a young Farouk, man. Come I, on, B. Well, he got he got the beard. He got he got he got that nice nice little beard right there. You know what I'm saying? He could oh, probably. Man, if he come out like yo, man, I've been a good guy for so long. Like, and I'm tired of this shit. And I'm tired of like Vince saying he don't like me, and this person saying he don't like me, and they don't want to give me a shot. Like, fuck this. I'm gonna make you love me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and just go on his militant shit and just fucking command respect and just, like, shit on white people and shit on the government. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, Super Farouk. Super Farouk? Yeah, Super Farouk You know, like, put that work in, like... Yo, and then have, yo, dude, have Farouk, have Farouk come out in that chair, bro. The fucking, uh, what's his name? The nigga from the Black Panthers used to always be sitting in that chair. My nigga, you can have Farouk be like a fucking Elijah Muhammad. Elijah Muhammad, yes, yes. <laughs> and then you have, you have the young boys in there, you know what I'm saying, coming up. Yo. Word, I mean, fuck it. Like, you, you have, you have fucking, uh, what's his name? Ricochet beat a Malcolm X of it, bro. Young light skin, young light skin right there. Like, there's a lot of things that you can do. You know 
saying? Stop being scared, man. Like, just go, go for it, man. Just go for it. Like, at the end of the day, it was like you were saying earlier. Like, we need a, we need a heel black wrestler. You know what I'm saying? We need a, and I think like a militant one would just be amazing. Yeah, because Bobby, Bobby Lashley ain't cutting, bro. Like, if the hood just starts fucking with a wrestler. What's your takes on AEW? Um, I mean, AEW is just, you know, they they still they still building, man. They still they still trying to get their shit together. I like um, I like I what they're doing. I like they're still they're still working in it though. They're still working on it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they, they're not even a year in. They're not even a year in. But I I like exactly. that the fact that they're trying to fix whatever went wrong in the first couple of months. Like, they're trying to fix it. They're having storylines basically mean something now, which they weren't doing in the beginning. They were just having matches, and it didn't mean nothing. None of the matches mean anything. Like, now you have a storyline within the tag division. Like, is, you know, like, is fucking Hangman Page going to drink himself out of a championship? Can Kenny Omega trust him? Does he trust the Young Bucks? You have the Dark Order looking for new members. Is uh, Christopher Daniels a new member? If he's, is he going to leave S- uh, SCU? Like, it has you wanting to see the product to see what happens with those storylines. Of course, they did a lot of things that, you know, it makes you like, oh, really? When they had like three different recruitment angles, like, it, it was just a little too much. It was just a little too much of the same shit sometimes. And I just feel like they're focusing on their young talent, but they have a full roster of people that they're not focusing on either. Which, which always happens. Which happens. Everywhere. Yeah, it happens. It happens everywhere. But it's like, ah, like you know, like they have such great talent there. I just hope that they focus on them. And let me ask you this about AEW. AEW's doing a lot of good shit, but what do you think about what they're doing with the women's division? Well, Nyla Rose now is the women's champion. Um, I mean, I don't... Like, as far as what, though? Like, as far as her being transgender? Uh, yeah, like, yo, I know it's a touchy subject. It's a touchy subject, but... You know, I was thinking, like, alright. They don't have, like, those big females in order to compete with her. Like, watching the match with her and Rio, Rio being, like, 112 pounds and her being, what, like, 230 easy, it was just kind of hard to to sell some of the stuff they were, they were doing and some of the stuff that Rio was kicking out of. And I, I, I don't know, man. It's like... It's, it's, it's just really hard to see that a transgender female is... Women's champion. Like I feel like she. 
I feel like she's. <laughs> Please don't go any further. All right. <laughs> um, I mean, I get what you're saying, right? But, uh, you know, we can't we can't really think of it in that regard because at the end of the day, um, you know, they deserve equal opportunity to identify and identify and themselves based, as who they feel comfortable with. Right. And okay. based on and based on the rules of AEW. She she would classify, um, and be and, and and be eligible to participate in the women's division. So you know anything that we say after that, it just it sounds it doesn't sound right. But I will say that I always you know found it I always find it weird in in sports. Um, which, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, men, just the way they're built and just the testosterone levels that they have and, and just, you know, just genetically, like men tend to just be more stronger than, than women. And, you know, you have a lot of women, um, I mean, excuse me, you have a lot of transgender women uh, that were once men competing in these, in these sports um, in these sports, just all these different types of sports from like yeah. MMA to, you know, hockey and, you know, now wrestling, you know, like, so it, it, it puts like, I guess you can say like biologically, you know, biological women at a, at a disadvantage, um, because they, again, they tend to just be more or less, um, um, just less physically capable um, in that regard than men, than you know, biological men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, no, I'm not, I'm not throwing no shade at at Nyla because I know she she worked hard, she worked hard through the Indies to get to where she's at and have the platform that she has now. But you know, I I kind of like I go towards uh, another competitor like China. You know, like she was, she was a big female, you know, and they had her competing against, against men. You know, she held the Intercontinental Championship and, you know, it was cool because, you know what, she, she was strong enough to do it. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like Nyla, she could be that for AEW. You know, she could be their China, like, yo, like she's an unstoppable force. Like she could go and you know tell for these sure. n- yeah you know like that that's that's how I feel about it. No, for sure. Because I mean, you know a lot a lot of. Like, no, go go. Yeah. 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 So it's not like they're not having real fights. Got you. Know you. Definitely. So it's like, Naya, you know, she, you know, she's not gonna beat the shit out of one of these girls like physically, like physically harm them, like pound their fucking face into the floor like they're not going to do that like she's not going to do that but you know strength wise you know she may have some advantages you know but I feel like they what they need to do is start getting some like real uh real competitors for her bro Cause like all, all these all these little chicks from Japan it's not it's not cutting it bro it's, like, it's looking weird in the ring you know it's like it's like when we see Brock you know, no, no, no. 
Well, I'm just saying, it's like it's like seeing Brock Lesnar with Finn Balor before. And everybody was like, oh, this shit is whack. How come this match was only 10 minutes? It's like, yo, how long should have they made it to make it seem believable? Like, if Finn Balor goes more than 10 minutes with Brock Lesnar, it, it starts looking like it's unbelievable. Like, ah, oh, nah, 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 nah. In a real fight, that shit ain't gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? You got to get as close as to to realism as it is because we we're li- we're living in that type of world now. You know, everybody wants uh, look look at all look at all the fucking shows that are on now, all those reality based shows, like everything got to be as close to real as it is. That, that's that's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Like I said, I'm not I'm not coming after her. I'm not coming after her her you know her being or anything like that. Yo, she deserves everything that comes forward towards her. And I just want Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like she she deserves better competition. I think that's what I'm getting to. You know? Um, <laughs> He's like, so, what, what in the back of his mind? Damn, that shit was nasty. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a, a little, you know, it's a touchy subject. It's a touchy subject, but why can't we talk, you know? Nah, yeah, because, we, you know, because we can always, you know, just come off offensive and we don't want to be misunderstood. No, that, that's, the, that's, that's the least, that, that's, you know, the least thing I want to do. I, I don't want to come off offensive. I don't want to offend nobody. And if I did, by what I said, I am truly sorry for that. You know, we might be ignorant to certain things, and we just, you know, our, our opinions might just be, uh, you know, just based on our own um, understanding of things, which might not just be true. But whatever, just to get off that whole subject. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've, you know, being in Florida, I've had a lot of time to uh, think. Uh, I've had moments where I've been by myself. And um, so I, I, I had this thought because... Um, I was like just looking up some like wrestling promotions in Florida, seeing you know, seeing what was close to me, seeing what was out here, and there's a lot of there's a lot of little promotions out here. Yeah, there's a lot of things. A whole lot, lot, a whole back, lot. A lot of backyard, a lot of backyard promotions and shit. You know, so again, it just brought me back to hip hop because hip hop. Well, right now, it's just all about the independent rappers, the rappers homegrown, recording in their house, recording in their voice crib. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's doing it, right? Yeah. Which almost makes it like everybody's wrestling, you know, or everybody's trying to do something with wrestling. So, it's just like another correlation of how, like, you know, I was thinking of, like, the independent wrestlers that we know from the independent scene and comparing them to, like, the underground rappers and shit. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, they're just trying to come up and do their thing, you know, in both ways. They're, like, just trying to make it to the big, to the major labels or the major promotions and shit. And then, you know, in, in some cases, they get there and they blow up and, you know, they become the next big thing. In a lot of cases, they, they come up and they don't do much of shit. Happens in hip hop, and it happens in wrestling. Yo, definitely. You know what I'm saying? How many wrestlers have have we been cheering for on the independent scene, on the smaller on the smaller venue scene, 
and then they just fizzle out. Get that shot in the majors, yeah, fizzle out. When our rappers is doing their thing in the underground, countless of them, and then they get signed, and you don't even you don't hear from them. Or they finally drop an album and it's sound that commercial. Yeah, it doesn't sound like what you thought it was going to sound like. Yeah, where's that, you know, where's where's that edge? You know, like, and that's just another, like, another example of why hip-hop and wrestling are basically the same shit. Parallels, man. (laughs) Parallels. (laughs) (laughs) The correlation between the two is just, like, it's countless. So... You know, shout out to the 2020 podcast because, you know, we, we, we are that. You know yeah, saying? we like, out here, bro. <laughs> we, are, we, are, we are that correlation between hip-hop and us. I mean, we are that, we are that middle ground. Yeah, man. You know, so, you know what? Yeah. Since we're on shout-outs, I just want to shout-out everybody that bought our Brian Pillman t-shirt. I mean, yo, you guys don't understand how much we appreciate you guys. I shouldn't even say guys, I should say individuals. Because there was females that had bought it as well. You don't understand how much we appreciate you guys, uh, you individuals, man, that came and bought it. They loved it. They said how much it looked, how how dope it was. And they're just waiting for our next installment because they seen the number one on Pillman. So they know there's more coming. We have one coming, and I'm going to make the announcement on Tuesday. On Tuesday, there will be an announcement for issue two. So hopefully you guys stay in tune because the next four that are coming out are are phenomenal. They're beautiful art pieces, man, to be honest with you. That, that right there, that graphic art that we're giving you guys on them shirts, that's blood, sweat, and tears right there. That's actually, you know, us thinking and, you know, coming together and like, yo, what would a wrestling fan want to wear? Do they want to wear, you know, just something with words, something with pictures? Like, our our shirts are telling a story in itself. And we're reliving certain stories. So, just follow, follow, you know, follow the wave, man. We here. We Shout out to Westside Gun, because he always coming out with some fire shit. So we trying to get to that level. You know, Griselda and them. But, you know, we, we coming. We're coming. There's a lot of dope shit coming out. And I hope you guys enjoy what we're going to come with. And keep supporting. We truly love you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, just to piggyback off that, I appreciate the love, man. Like, it's, you know, it's definitely love out here. Um, people are still like we're in the ninety second episode and people are still like, Hey, you do a wrestling podcast? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I think you watch wrestling? Like He uh, say, Wait, hold on, you did ninety episodes? <laughs> like, yeah, that's sure it's fine. Yeah, like yo, they see the consistency, they see what we're doing, man. She was genuine, like, you know what I'm saying? We're not out here buying followers, we're not out here you know, hating on anybody or copying anybody or fucking dick riding anybody, you know what I'm saying? We just doing our own thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, we doing everything out of love, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Brian Tillman, R.I.P., and shout out to Brian Tillman Jr. Word, word, word. You know word. what I'm saying? For, for showing love, you know what I'm saying? Seeing that, obviously, we're doing this shit 
from the heart every time we do it. So you there's you know, you ain't you ain't gotta worry about that part. You know what I'm saying? And you know, where's where there's genuine love, you know what I'm saying? Like something's always gonna come out of that. So, Yo, Shout out to fifteen twenty three as well, man. Oh yeah, shout out to J Quest, Fatboy, J- OP, and uh and all those guys over there. We, you know, hopefully Be- soon we're gonna have J Quest on the podcast. That's uh, gonna that's gonna be fire. Guy. That's gonna he's be fire. Out the Bronx. He's a hip hop fan. Uh he's a wrestling fan. And uh he's from the hood, you know what I'm saying, corner the nav, so tonight from portland oh man i wish i was in portland right now for this man jesus it's this card is crazy bro nxt championship match we got adam cole going against tomaso champa nxt women's match rhea ripley versus bianca belair uh who else we got finn balor versus johnny gargano keith lee versus dominic dijak uh, all the belts are on the line. We got Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights. And then we got a street fight between Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. One thing I love about NXT, their match card is no more than five to six matches. And it's genuinely all fire all the time. Oh, man. This is going to be a great night of wrestling. Guys, if you're in the New York City Area, meaning Jersey, Connecticut, you close to the city, baby, wherever you at, please, please do go to Legends Bar. Our family, the Jabba Tears podcast hosts the best viewing party for you to go to. Food, drinks, wrestling fans, NXT on the TV, can't ask for yeah. more. Shit is and beyond one fire. Too. One thing to throw in too, they be shorty. And the actual females in the building, like good-looking females, and rocking, rocking wrestling t-shirts and jackets and shit. That shit is too, yo. I like that shit. And you know what I'm saying? If I was in there, <laughs> I would bag me a little shorty, a little wrestling fan. You know what I'm saying? Bag you a baddie? Bag me a little baddie to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, can, they, can, they can understand my, my love for the nation of domination. You know what I'm saying? She called me Young Farouk in the bed. Like, I know that. Oh shit, y'all man, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens, my guy. I mean, um this this card is stacked. From beginning to end, this card is stacked. I just want to go through a predictions real quick. Real quick. Who you got in the Adam Cole uh Chompa match? Who you got winning? Uh Adam Cole. Adam Cole, I got yeah, Adam Cole, baby. I got him winning because I see him versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania weekend, just saying. But uh, NXT Championship match. Wink, the, wink. <laughs> the women's match, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Who you got, kid? Uh, I got Ripley. You got Ripley? I'm going to go 
with Bianca on this one. I feel like Rhea Ripley isn't taking her serious. She's only thinking about Charlotte, and I feel like that's going to be the main focal point in that match. And that's a story to develop there if they want to do it. Uh, also, we have Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. I'm going with Balor, babe. Going with Balor, B. Who you got? Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see Balor winning. Um, yeah, I got Balor. I got Balor. And next, we have the NXT North American Championship. We got Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijak. We got him versus Marenko. Who you got? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no question, Keith. Yo, no question. No question at all. I'm going with that, too. Next, we have the NXT Tag Team Championship. Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights. Pete Dunne and the boy Matt Riddle. Bro, I got Matt Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, undisputed ever on that one. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna go with undisputed. I know they're building the broserweights into something, but I feel like this is uh, there's a match that we could also see for uh, the NXT Takeover during WrestleMania weekend once again. So I could see undisputed era winning with some help. Then we have right. Dakota Kai. What? Right, talk to me. All right. I can definitely see exactly what you just said, but I can also see it where the bros win because the bro, the head bro, he has a lot of heat on him right now. He's, you know, his name has been in a lot of headlines as of late, and to put a belt around him would be uh, pretty good. Oh, yeah. Look. Yeah, that would be a you great look. That would be a great look. You know, as, as, as the NBA Jam announcer would say, he's heating up. Boom, shaka laka laka. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, he's heating <laughs> up right now. So, I can definitely see him. Uh, I can definitely see them winning for that reason. Got you, my brother. So, last one that we see here is Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. I haven't really been following this story. Like, the story is okay. I mean, I, I seen what she did at War Games where she just took out her team and Rhea Ripley had to, like, you know, basically win that match herself. But, uh... If I had a pick, I'll go with Dakota Kai winning this because she's the heel and she's picking up steam at the moment. Tegan Knox just coming back. I feel like she's just, this is like a rubber, not a rubber match. I'm saying it wrong, but I just feel like she doesn't have any type of momentum moving forward if she wins this match. The one that has the momentum is Dakota Kai, and I could see her winning it. Yo, Dakota Kai, that shit sounds like Cobra Kai. I just went into fucking Karate Kid real quick. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know how I am about uh, most of women's wrestling. I'm not really into it. Um, you know, so I'm not like, ooh, looking forward to this match. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, whoever wins, may the best man win. <laughs> well... That's what we got for them today, man. 
Uh, there was one thing I wanted to ask you. Oh, yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. I'm seeing, I'm just seeing this, like, all over the place. Well, there's actually two things. Oh, no, no, there's one thing. There's one thing I just wanted to ask you. We can make it one. Um, because I'm, I keep seeing this all over the place. It's not just, like, you type wrestling into fucking Google, and this is, like, the first shit that comes up. Then your man, Undertaker, is coming back at WrestleMania, and he's going to be facing... AJ Styles. So my question with that is, first of all, do you think their styles would match up well with each other? And what do you think about just AJ Styles being Undertaker's opponent? Okay. I definitely do think that AJ Styles matches well with The Undertaker. They need somebody in that ring they could basically orchestrate the match and, you know, take take the wheel. You know what I'm saying? Undertaker's a little older. Um, he's not as mobile as he used to be. So I feel like AJ Styles could cover that and make the match better than what it should be. Now, I will have love to see AJ Styles in a better in a better light, but you know, facing the Undertaker at WrestleMania, that shit is just that's big. That's big. Regardless of what anybody has said, he's actually, you know, good after the loss to uh Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar because they didn't come in simultaneous years. He beat John Cena last time, two years ago when he was at Mania. Coming back from Mania again against AJ Styles. This could be a huge win for AJ Styles and another notch on his belt. And have him be a person that, you know, push comes to shove if Drew McIntyre doesn't beat Brock Lesnar or if Drew McIntyre does beat Brock Lesnar and he's not the champion they thought that he could be, you could hand that belt right over to AJ Styles and he'll make that shit fly. Totally agree, man. You could definitely the Undertaker and AJ Styles put on a fire match. Hell yeah. I can definitely see AJ Styles carrying Undertaker a bit. Oh, definitely. He's definitely going to be carrying him through that match. Also, um, I'm also hearing about... Tell me, tell me, tell me what is going on here. What the hell is going on with Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Hulk Hogan, The Fiend, and Raw Rollins. I don't know if it's all connected. Well, Hulk Hogan, Fiend, and, and Goldberg, you mean? You mean Goldberg? Oh, no. I know about the Goldberg thing, but then I saw something with Rollins talking about he wanted to face Hogan at WrestleMania 21. Hollywood Hogan versus Hollywood Rollins. Hogan what? Nigga, Seth Rollins, his swag is nowhere near Hollywood Hogan. Yo, listen, I'm sorry for the people that, you know, have canceled out Hogan to listen to us. But listen, Hollywood Hulk Hogan swag was impeccable. And Seth Rollins is nowhere near that. So he needs to just shut the fuck up. Yeah, I agree. But <laughs> could you see Rollins and, and Hogan wrestling? I can't see Hogan wrestling anybody. He's done. Well, Come. apparently Hogan has been training for to return back to the ring 
since his back surgery. Nah, man, yo, stop so it. Stop it. Maybe by maybe by next year, this time, we can see Hogan back in the ring for one more WrestleMania. Nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good on that. I'm good on that. I'm good on that, my guy. Nah, I don't want to see that. Even though next year's WrestleMania is in LA and the 20 by 20 podcast will definitely be there. But uh, nah, man, I'm good, bro. I don't need to see that shit. That's just going to be a waste of time, my nigga. He's not going to be able to give us the Hulk Hogan that we knew in the ring. One. Two. People probably, you know, there's certain people that probably won't even want to watch that match, bro. Like, a good majority of people are not going to want to watch that shit. Like, give it up, my nigga. Like, really, bro? Like, come on. You had your moments. You had your titles. That's it. Se acabo. You know? Um, you brought up Goldberg. I, you know, I've seen everything about Goldberg. I'm also with... Uh watching this video that was talking about how, you know, Goldberg, um, his, his, uh, his return, um, it had the ratings spike like 400,000 viewers or some crazy shit like that. And then he wasn't even there. <laughs> um, so, the, you know, so, you know, to have, have uh, Goldberg versus The Fiend at WrestleMania, well, they're gonna have it at Saudi. Is that the Saudi show? But then to bring it back to WrestleMania, nah. I need to have Goldberg and Rollins, a spear versus spear match. Ooh. You said Goldberg versus who? I mean Goldberg versus Roman Reigns and a spear versus. Spear All right, yeah, that that's cool. But what? So that fucking Reigns could beat him for the title, and everybody could actually cheer because they didn't want Goldberg with the title. Leave that shit on The Fiend, bro. They have to build The Fiend to a point where he's looking unbeatable so that when Roman does beat him, people are actually going to cheer. You know, if you can't if you can't build towards that, then you got to give the belt over to Daniel Bryan because everybody wants to see Daniel Bryan beat The Fiend already. Like I, I don't yeah. think I don't think Goldberg should be in any type of title picture that's that's in the states. Leave that shit in Saudi, bro. So do 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 Finn and Roman have a wrestlers to the point of tears still? Uh, like, I yeah, I I would say yeah because when what's his name Roman Reigns said he had cancer again, people are crying. When he came back, people were crying. Well, I mean, different. yeah, you know, yeah, cancer is different, but the raw emotions from the crowd, like the last like real crazy raw emotion that I ever seen from the crowd was that the Miz girl, they call her. Like, when the Miz won the championship, when he won the WWE championship, yo, she put this mean mug, bro. Like, she, oh, my God, she hated the Miz, my nigga. Hated him. I mean, uh, you know, when Randy Orton, you know, fucked up Edge a couple of weeks ago, people were in shock and awe, you know. They were like, <gasps> you know, held their breath and like, oh, my God, is he okay? You know, he has a bad neck, bad head. Niggas know that shit, you know, it is what it is, but. 
No. No, it's just me. I, you know, you know, you think anybody will call like a, a 900 hotline to make sure? That oh hell no, hell no. You know, like oh. that's what I'm saying. Like, well, write write a letter to Hulk Hogan after he got squashed by earthquake. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you know, like if earthquake shadow Jake the snakes snakes in 2020, like would people really believe there was a snake in there? Uh, I don't know, bro. I really I don't really know. Thought, I really thought there was a snake in there, bro. <laughs> I don't know, but nigga, like, I, I really don't know how, how much the fandom is because everybody's so critical and want to be so, like, you know, so anal about certain shit that happens on the show. It's like you're not, you're not giving yourself a chance to love it or show any emotion with it. That's how I feel. And, you know, this is a different era of wrestling fans. These are wrestling fans that think they're smarter than everybody. Everybody's critical about everything. You know, just love the show. Yeah, you can, you know, you can have your your thoughts and your predictions on what's going on, but like actually enjoy the show. Like if what you thought and predicted didn't happen, don't be like, "Ah, oh, you know what? They fucked up. They should have had it this way." Nah, enjoy what's going on. Because there's probably a story that's coming from that. And then you're going to love even more later down on the line, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we, we, uh, we definitely overanalyze things that are obviously scripted. Yeah. And, uh, um, but I guess that's that just comes from like the love and just, you know, wanting basically to be involved. Yeah. Know? Definitely, definitely. That's just how sports are, period. You know, we always talk about who's going to be who. I mean, I guess it's different because, you know, we really don't know. It's based on their competitiveness and wrestling is based on, you know, storyline scripting. But, damn it, it's my novella. And I love it. <laughs> tell me how to watch it. Still real with me, damn it. <laughs> oh, man. But yo, thank you, bro. Thank you for taking time out of your day out there in Port St. Lucie to record this episode. Everybody, it will it will be up later on this afternoon. Enjoy it on your ride to work on Monday morning. Give us those views, baby. We need those views. You know what I'm saying? If if you ain't if you ain't do nothing with your wifey yet for Valentine's Day, maybe you want to make love to her to this. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> <laughs> uh, joking, man. Shout out to you, my man, Nick McFly, man. Another episode. We out here, 20 by 20. Uh, any idea for a song? Oh, there's a lot of stuff out right now. There's a lot of stuff out. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta see. I gotta see what's in the stash. I gotta see what we got over here, man. Yeah, they're just gonna they're just gonna have to wait until we sign off and see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, man, this is the twenty by twenty podcast, and we are your host Nathan McFly with. And this your nigga Woodrow, man. Shout out to the nation again. I love who you love, man. Come down. Back to that one way, where we at with it? Uh.
Savage. Black Wings. Skitty. I'm making short-term goals, make the work turn pros Thought it was a diamond in the rough, just a lump of coal Snipe a nigga's soul, Lil' Joseph, he a up the pole Wipe a nigga nose, for his roll in them buffaloes Swiping custos, selling blows, running through them bows How you loving those? Never told no none of my bros I be on the road, ducking patrol, coming through the toes Trying to keep it low, but Lord knows I need to move this low Shoot through the O, on 75, set the cruise control It's moving too slow, give it to Taj, he gon' move a hoe It ain't what you know, it's who you know, plug to this nose Every time it touch, it put me right back in the Super Bowl No, this ain't quality, that was high-tech And my juice I pulled on my mama's stove With a Pyrex full of sushi roll I hit it with them ice chips and ramen noodle bowls It harden up and turn into a Block look like the soup was cold. The last time I was firing bad man, must come. Yeah, yeah. it's original. It's a silly cause, I'm faded with free. Test my dope, he got a stupid nose And lately I've been curving groupy hoes But I get stupid chose About to drop a thousand in my wrecks I whip the Super Bowl Them foreign cars, I'm bored with them About to toss that Lord in them Fucking with my nigga Space Coupe And Doc dropping at DeLorean Michael J. Fox jumping out the pot Michael J. Hops, fuck rap I can shave rocks These slave ass rappers can't drop Rolex say I'm on my eighth watch Wait, stop, seven figure niggas still at the stove All my groupy bitches eat dominoes And my Houston hoes getting papa doughs My Dominicano about to drop a load I don't trust the souls over nigga droves Hit the county, I was in the hole with some black stones, solid foes, I'm checked in, let's yeah. Big bunny, rabbit, Don Dada. Yeah. I remember when I seen a rapper do a spot for 1-800 crime stoppers. I remember being on the run, smoking swish sweets, something to remind yeah. Crime lord, don't vice lord, I'm the underground king, godfather, nigga, what? Makes you more of a criminal. You said it, bro. That shit is crime school. That shit is crime school. 